since I wandered from my home In those Oklahoma hills where I was born Many a page of life I've turned Many a lesson I have learned Still I feel like in those hills I still belong Way down yonder in the Indian What is up? Red State Blues fans, it's your boy Devo here, and as always, I am joined by Daniel the Political Manual, Dan the Politics Man. We're once again out on the back patio on a uh, relatively cool uh, late May day, uh, a little overcast here, uh, still socially distancing, which the rest of the state has given up on <laughs> at this point. So passe. So passe. Um... Uh, yeah, and so uh, we're recording one more, once more out here. So there will be, as always, maybe a little background noise, maybe a lawnmower here and there. Probably not today. It's a little, little wet, but uh, you know, uh, it's not, it's not two a.m. So we won't hear the drag races out on the BA. <laughs> I've heard a few already today. Yeah, a few already. The birds are chirping. Uh, so, you know, uh, Daniel, the political manual, was saying before this episode that he was like, man, it seems like there's been nothing go on this week. Uh, in the world of politics, that cannot be further from the truth. Apparently, like there's been a lot, but we just—it just seems like a new normal, I suppose. Yeah, I think we're just so over inundated with content. President Trump is team content. You can say what you want about <laughs> you can him. Say yes, but he is team he is content. Team content. Um, yeah, I, w I was a little concerned because you know it's our normal podcasting day, and I was wondering what we were going to talk about. But then I was like, oh wait, Obamagate. Oh wait, hydroxychloroquine. Yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> is that how it's pronounced? Hydroxychloroquine. I cannot. I'm the worst with like uh, pharmaceutical products. Well, when he first rolled it out, yeah, a couple months ago, when it was even less unproven or less proven, less researched, um, he <laughs> was probably taking it then too. But he he called it hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> is I guess. If you take enough Adderall, your mouth dries out. Oh, allegedly, right? Allegedly, that's what I hear. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I hear. Uh, yeah. So that is kind of now. Uh, that is kind of the thing because uh, the the COVID did seem to hit Trump's inner circle of his uh, of, of the the uh, the administration, but he's fighting it with this this drug that doesn't work. <laughs> Like, this would be like me fighting the cold by saying that I'm taking, I don't know, a Flintstones chewable. I, it's just not really going to do much. Especially considering, as far as he says, he does not have COVID. Yeah. Um, and this is a treatment for COVID, not a um, preemptive measure you can take. Also, he said this was a hoax virus. So he's taking a an unproven medicine for a liberal hoax virus that he doesn't even have. Yes. And here we are. Yeah, which which brings me to something. Um, I don't know how I missed this and how we missed it. And I feel I feel bad that we missed this on the podcast. Uh, but uh, the branded Trump masks, this, apparently this one is uh, kind of viral back on like May 6th or 7th. But the Trump 2020 campaign has branded Trump Pence COVID masks. A bit ironic. Yeah, that would that would almost be like if a city was built on 
an industry. And so because of that, they built a huge um, statue, a monument, a golden whatever business you're talking about yeah drill let's just say like if it was oil a golden yeah. style driller and then um <laughs> you wanted to swoon the anti-oil um magnate car magnate so you put a ham looking face on the golden style driller and gave him a t for tulsa i think um yeah t for on yeah, on the golden driller. You know vest. what? Okay, very so, strange. So clearly, kind what, of ironic. Clearly, what you're talking about is the uh, the recent uh, push because Tulsa's name was thrown out there as being a potential landing spot for the new Tesla uh, truck factory. Uh, I guess I don't remember what the truck is called, but uh, the Tesla Tulsa. I think. Yeah, the Tesla Tulsa. Uh, hey, have we pitched that? Just renaming the city to Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you have to lose? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, no one cares. That, I'm sure no one would be pissed off if all of a sudden they had to change all their addresses to be <laughs> Tesla, <laughs> Oklahoma. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, this is uh, the Elon Musk thing. Now, I, I was, when they did the Golden Driller than that, someone posted a meme or a thing. They said, oh, the irony when they put the Tesla thing on the Golden Driller. And I was like, I guess I was maybe giving them too much credit when I was like, are they just trying to say how we're going to transition from oil to the future here? Like, Definitely too much credit. Like, are they going to reposition the hands of the Tulsa driller to be, like, on a keyboard? <laughs> They're going to build, like, a big statue keyboard that he's, like, typing away there or something? I don't know. I don't know what electric producers do. I know in the great state of Arkansas, they burn coal. <laughs> the best way to create electricity. Burn that coal. <laughs> burn that coal. Yeah, burn that burn coal. Burn that coal. Uh, but, yeah, so we're, we're kind of selling ourselves out. What do you think about, like... Like I, I think it's always good if our city can attract a new big business. Yeah, it's a super high-profile business. I understand why GT is whoring the city out to it. Um, they made a very glossy new video that dropped today. We're recording on Thursday. Um, Thursday, May 21st. There you go. 22nd? 1st. 21st. First. Yes. Yes. Um, Blackjack. So... <laughs> So, yeah, tomorrow's more your day. It's going to be the bust day. <laughs> 22, bust. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, but, yeah, they made the video and all that stuff. Uh, I, I've seen the backlash against it on my, like, social media bubble that I have of just, like, what's all this bootlicking? Like, uh, we're just, like, kowtowing to... <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, again, it's good to lure a good bi a business here. Uh, I just don't I don't know like there is something as much as I'm not a sentimental guy like there is something about You're not the, a simple mental guy uh, I, 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 there's just something about defacing the Tulsa driller that rubs me the wrong way <laughs> I have no problem with that oh, aspect just, of it I have a problem with the fact that it, this whole thing just feels like a, a big Simpsons episode to me to where like we're we're both competing for something and so we're going to you know, just yeah. do backflips and lick boots, as you said. Yeah. And then Shelbyville's going to get the Tesla plant. Yeah. It, Not that um, well, we are on the same plane as Austin yeah. in a Springfield versus Shelbyville kind of way, but... Well, it is one of those things of... You, you kind of get those, like, hardcore vibes of... Uh, who was... 
which NFL team was the most notorious? Was it? I think it's the Rams. You know, the Rams and Raiders are both like kind of notorious about this of like trying to play cities off of each other to like get the best deals. Oh, the Ra- Raiders for sure. Raiders for sure, but the Rams as well with their whole like move to you know, oh, we'll we'll stay in St. Louis if you give us this, this, and this, or we're going to up and move back to L.A. Um, yeah, this seems like a way for them to just get for Austin to give them a better deal. A little gamesmanship. And I wish I knew someone that lived in Austin, but I don't. I know someone that lives in Round Rock, (laughs) but no no one that lives in Austin. So shout out to Tim Dog. Shout out to the Tim Dog. Uh, But yeah, so that's like sort of the big local story going on. Uh, Clearly, they filmed that video at the gathering uh, place. Place. I always want to call it the gathering space. I don't know why. That works too. Yeah. Well, Elon Elon's going to space. Oh, it's true. It's true. We should rename it for him. We. Tulsa, Gathering. hold on, hold on. Give me, get, get GT on the horn. Let's go, let's go find that old Plymouth Belvedere that we dug up a few years ago and shoot, shoot it, into, it space. into space. And tell Elon, See, Elon, look, we also like shooting cars into space. Between the cars being shot into space and the eleven dollar um, skilled workforce, how could you say no? Here, here's the real big, the real big selling point for Elon. We're going to rename the Daryl Starbird Rod and Custom Car Show to the Daryl Starbird Rod and Electric Car Show. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Elon's going to be like, yeah, we're going to have, I assume Daryl Starbird's dead at this point. We're going to have like his kid build like a really crazy looking electric car or something like that. I and they'll know. have the CD of the uh, motor. Yes. That, uh, I remember as a kid going to that and just seeing the... Uh, the Texas Bikini Texas Team. Texas Bikini Team. Yes. That was, and Bigfoot. And, and Bigfoot, yeah. No, no, no. You never saw Bigfoot there. You saw knockoff Bigfoot. <laughs> I was a kid. I didn't know. They had uh, the old, like, uh, WCW wrestling used to have monster trucks. So they were kind of legit. They had, like, the big fist on them and stuff. But then the WWF had monster trucks that were really sketchy. That was what was at the Daryl Starbird run. It was, here comes the heartbreak kid. <laughs> so it was the bold foot. Yeah, the, the bold foot, foot yes. Um, uh, so I, I believe theirs was Awesome Kong was the Bigfoot knockoff. They didn't have Gravedigger. They had something like Crypt Keeper or something like that. So knockoff monster trucks. That's the only type of, you know, most political podcasts aren't going to be talking about monster trucks. That's how you know that you're a red state blues person. <laughs> like, not, talking about wrestling knockoff Monster trucks, uh, monster yeah, trucks yeah. and the Texas Bikini Team. Not content you'll find on any other liberal-leaning um, podcast and this in is, the state of Oklahoma. In, in the state of Oklahoma. And this is why people in this country, people that are uh, running campaigns for liberal candidates in like Rust Belt states need to seek us out because we have our redneck past to build on. We know how to speak to those people. We'll be like, look, we're going to be like Bigfoot and that guy's going to be like Snakebite, the evil monster truck. And we're all going to celebrate with USA One afterwards. So. How did monster trucks gain personas? Uh, cocaine in the 80s, I assume. <laughs> that's that's yeah, kind of that story so. checks. Yeah, it, it checks out. Uh, but yeah, so the, the Tesla, Elon Musk thing, that's, that's going on here in Tulsa. Not a, a whole lot else specific to Tulsa this week. Uh, <coughs> as far as COVID-19 numbers go, this week has been a bit of a roller coaster. But we're back in business, so that's nice. Yeah, so I have a, this is a legit question. I meant to ask you this uh, before. Uh, by the way, I sent you a picture of the, uh, the Trump and Pence mask. Uh, it's in the, uh, the chat. 
But uh, when so my brother, uh, brother, the uh, he's he's been looking at the hospitalization numbers, and he said that the hospitalization numbers actually dipped by eight today. I, this is a morbid question, but does that eight factor in the five people that died? They're not in the hospital. They're anymore. not hooked up to the. I would think so. So like, really, it's only three. <laughs> It's like five of those eight died. Because I'm assuming they were in the hospital uh, when they died. So that's kind of a morbid way to think about that. Like, the hospital numbers are down today because five of them died. Yeah, it's, it's nothing to yeah, celebrate. Yeah, nothing to celebrate, certainly. Um, but yeah, the state is... Like, uh, we, we're here, if you guys are not listening to the state, everything is... Like, I had to go to South Tulsa yesterday, and it pretty much just seemed like... I, you could have just been like it could have been May 2019 when I was on South Side. except less flooding like yeah except less flooding yes the Arkansas was yeah. 30 feet out of its bank yeah I didn't make I, I didn't go as far as Bigsby so I was able to get to where I was going uh, but yeah uh, and I, I I just judge it by the length of the Chick Fil A line <laughs> and it was wrapped around I was like this Chick Fil A in South Tulsa it I was looking at it. And We're going to forego our shout-out to Chick-fil-A. They are not a title sponsor. Yeah, I don't know what kind of jabroni would eat at Chick-fil-A. Shout-out to Tim. Probably someone that claims to live in Austin that lives in Round Rock. Uh, but uh, they these people were wrapped around this Chick-fil-A, like, two rows deep in, like, this whole... I was like, these other businesses have to... Like, there's other restaurant businesses that Chick-fil-A is taking up their space and parking. For the, like for what? I don't get it. Like it's just beyond me. Like I will never understand the love affair with Chick Fil A. It's a good wholesome company. Uh, yeah, I, I I guess I guess. Especially when there's a Popeyes like two like five minutes down or like not even five minutes like a quarter of a mile down from it. Well, so. it's just like wearing masks. Yeah, it's all political. Which uh, our mayor did get on uh, the news talking about the mask and didn't know it would be a political statement. Was that this week or last week? I don't remember. I'm not sure. It all runs together. Uh, as far as it goes with uh, other state politics this week, we, did have, we do actually have a positive to talk about today. Uh, we have the uh, first cost of living adjustment for retired teachers in uh, a real... How many years with this? Like 12, 14 years? Or more? It's been over a dozen. Yeah, it's... Uh, but uh, Governor Stitt uh, actually, I think, realized that he, if he did not sign this bill into law, <laughs> there would be a mutiny. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they would just somehow reconvene Congress to kick him out, and somehow. Uh, yes, he yes he did sign the cola, which is good. Yeah. Um, he did not sign. Uh, it's start, I'm starting to understand more where the divide is because um, Speaker of the House Charles McCall authored several bills because he's the Speaker of the House and they passed on razor thin margins of like 94 to 2 in the House and then like 46 to 0 in the Senate and they were vetoed. All McCall's bills are the ones that are okay getting vetoed. So I think that's where the soap opera is. It's between Charles McCall Breaking news. That's our new breaking news segment. Take uh, that, CNN. Uh, so tomorrow, when I try to remember to post this episode, uh, this will be a day old, but just an hour ago, so not really breaking news, uh, Governor Stitt signed the bill allowing 
the delivery of alcohol will continue in perpetuity in the state of Oklahoma. So it's a, a new, a, one of the positives for some We're looking of for silver linings. Silver linings. These. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, as you, if you're not a drinker or you're someone that hasn't taken advantage of it, uh, some of the stuff that had changed under COVID times is that uh, bars could allow to-go beers and things like that. Uh, if they're sealed, liquor stores could deliver. That is going to stay uh, forever now. It's going to it's going to be a new law uh, that was signed in. That's going to bring up. Uh, that's going to I think increase some revenues and uh, help out some bars in this transition time. Well, I also feel like, you know, when you go to big cities, bigger cities, they have apps that you can yeah order things on. I would imagine that would open up the yeah to yeah it's gonna yeah it's gonna open up the market. It, basically, if you guys don't know. Uh, in other big cities, if you've taken advantage of like DoorDash or Uber Eats or Postmates or Seamless or any of that stuff, uh, other big cities have apps like uh, Drizzly. Drizzly's like probably the most uh, well-known one. And you just pull it up, you see the inventory of booze at the liquor stores, you order what you want, and it gets delivered to your house. Uh, Why Drizzly? That seems like a... Well, uh, I think it's... Unfit name. Well, Driz- I think Drizzly is like a... It's, it's a portmanteau of drink and grizzly because their mascot is a grizzly bear and so i think that's just what it ended up being so it's a portmanteau yeah it's a portmanteau oh, okay you know you know what a portmanteau is what do you think no you don't know what a portmanteau is. me sitting here with my bachelor's degree uh, no, I do not. a portmanteau is when you like uh take two words and combine them into one so it's a mashup it's, yeah, yes. Okay. To use to use a mid two thousands internet music language, it's, it's a mashup. Uh, I don't. I was trying to think of some famous portmanteaus. Let me let me look up if I can find some famous. Uh, now spelling portmanteaus uh, is hard. P o r t m a n t e a u s. So there you go. S or X. S S. Portmanteaus. Yes. Uh, smog is a portmanteau. What are the? That would be smoke and fog. Smoke and fog. Uh, breathalyzer is a portmanteau. Breath and analyzer. Analyzer. Breath analyzer. Uh, analyzer. Oh, this this should be a, a a very. Some of these are like really easy. Uh, Rom com, romantic comedy, uh, bromance. Is is a portmanteau? A romantic comedy. Shopaholic brunch is a portmanteau. Workaholic. Yeah, bre- yeah, workaholic things like that. Et cetera. Frenemy, everything like that. Uh, but this is going to be a a new thing. It should be helpful for some businesses. Uh, it's unclear what this means for bars because the language uh, for bars says closed packing. And how you interpret that's going to be very uh, interesting. Does a closed package entail a pre-made cocktail that has been sealed off, as they can do in places like Texas, Louisiana, uh, etc.? I don't know. We're going to see. Someone's going to challenge it, and we'll find out. The courts will decide. The courts will decide. Uh, but, hey, uh, I know that... Uh, Back in my younger days, if you give me the option to, like, if I'm out at the bar and I was getting ready to go back home and you could have said, hey, do you want to buy a six-pack <laughs> before you go, uh, I would probably do that. So it's going to be a, 
a boon for some of those smaller businesses and restaurants, etc. Uh, going to be good for some of those uh, brew pubs and things like that. I think like Elgin Park will probably be able to maybe have uh, shout out a local business that has brewing there, brewing there that they might be able to sell stuff uh, for people to take home if they like their their wares or have it delivered. So yeah, or have it delivered. Yeah, people who shouldn't be on the road maybe don't get on the road. Yeah, if you want to order a pizza and have a six pack delivered. Then you're good to go. There's your, your football party is going to get a little bit better if football comes back, which it seems like uh, college sports are coming back. Uh, it was announced today that early or uh, early June, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State will be returning uh, athletes to campus. Uh, the University of Tulsa said they will not be returning ca- uh, athletes to campus until July 7th, I think, so a month after, which does not bode well for our season. So that's going to be uh, – yeah, that's a competitive disadvantage. It is a competitive disadvantage. Uh, so what do you think about this? The, the the college athletes coming back this soon? I don't think it's science-based. I Oh, it's clearly not science-based. I have a problem with making decisions strictly on our desires. To have things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah because we have seen... Uh, we're, we're still kind of in the throes of it. Uh, we have... We don't know if today's number, it was 153, 143 new cases today. 147, somewhere around, yeah, around 150. Yeah, which was way up from yesterday. Uh, but we don't know if that number is going to stay at that level. Uh, we know that we're hitting that mark to where bars open. We had Mother's Day a weekend ago, right? A couple weekends ago. Five days ago. Yeah. Uh, and then bars opened on the 15th. So... Other businesses opened as well. Are we going to see that number continue to go up? Uh, and we now have, because one of the things that have opened is casinos. And we had a person test positive. A worker. A worker, a security guard. So someone that is theoretically checking everybody that goes through the like casino. I believe that was his job was yeah, too. Yeah, was the greeter. Like the, yeah. uh, and this was at the Lucky Star Casino uh, in El Reno, Oklahoma. Uh, so, fortunately, not a huge casino. Like, this would be way worse if it was Osage or uh, Cherokee or River Spirit, River Spirit. Uh, which River Spirit has announced they're opening on June 1st. Um, it's, I, it's just going to be such a hard thing. At a certain point, do you think people are literally just saying, I don't care? I think... Well, I don't know. I think it, there are two separate factors at play here. I think partially the Fox News watchers um, are being just carpet bombed with reports that this is fake, that this is not real, that everything you know was overblown, that masks are you just giving up your civil civil liberties. Yes. Um, all those things, as well as people just having everybody, you know no matter what side of the spectrum you're on, um, wanting to get back to normal. So people desire and um, yearn for a return to normal, and then the conservatives are being told that on a nightly basis by you know Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson and the likes that this they're cooking the books and these numbers are not real and... If, you, if you've noticed, the response from the Trump administration has been to completely 
pull Fauci off the airwaves. When was oh, the last yeah. time you saw Fauci? Yeah, not, uh, well, not for Trump, not in a while. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been on some other um, other mediums, but yeah. Um, so on this whole general idea, uh, there is this. Speaking of Fox News and uh, someone that you, uh, I know that you have, because you like the pizza reviews from uh, Barstool Sports, but uh, Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports was on uh, Tucker Carlson because he had a rant that went viral. And his rant was, when did it go from flattening the curve to we have to have a cure? And I understood his frustrations, but at the same time, I don't think he, being a East Coast person, understands that, yes, while you in New York are doing what you're supposed to do, there is a massive chunk of this country who has said, screw it. And so that curve isn't getting flattened. Right, I think, yeah, I think that's a very good point because I would imagine, I, I've not been there, I've not been traveling because I feel like that would be an irresponsible yeah. thing yeah. to do. Um, I would imagine you wouldn't walk into a normal Brooklyn bodega and see, and be the only one wearing a mask. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think you, like, I mean, the pictures I've seen, I know that uh, Chicago has announced that... Uh, I think it's May 29th. They're opening up patios on there. You can have outdoor seating at your restaurants or bars or whatever. But for most of what I've seen, like New York, Chicago are just ghost towns for the yeah. most part of it. Like, And if you go out, you're wearing a mask. If you go yeah. into a business, you're, you're wearing a mask. definitely yeah. wearing a mask. Which we do have the benefit here of having yards and space and things like that. But at the same time, uh, I had the experience of going to two different grocery stores the other day. Uh, and one grocery store, probably 85% of the people were masked up. The other grocery store, probably like 25% of the people were masked up. And I'm just, it's a difference of those places. And I don't think a lot of people outside of like the middle of the country realize that, oh no, it's not, you guys are doing it what you're supposed to, but the rest of us aren't. And we're ultimately hurting you in the long run. Well, so. yeah, hurting you and grandma and. And everybody. Everybody. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, uh, it's going to be uh, an interesting transition. We'll see how it goes. The summer is almost here. Uh, I'll take your word for it. I mean, I yeah, I, I put up my trash cans. Normal trash day is Friday. Yeah. I put my trash cans out yesterday and was looking around and was wondering why none of my neighbors had their trash can out. So... Yeah, the, the calendar, it's time is all relative. Yeah, well, time is relative at this point. Uh, we do, uh, let's, uh, I do want to talk about uh, a few things here. Uh, we, we do want to talk, because we said, like, we don't know what we're going to talk about, but we're, we're doing pretty good. Um, you talked about Obamagate. Mm -hmm. Can you explain just briefly what Obamagate is? Um, I'll do my best. Okay, so it's a... Um, conspiracy that the Trump administration is pushing where Susan Rice and Obama and Biden um, wanted to unmask the and by unmask just get the name of the um, secret Trump informant person who was getting information and um, coordinating with the Russians back during the 2016 campaign and they found out it was Flynn, 
and the leak, they leak, they unclassified an email that Trump administration did this week um, that showed Susan Rice saying, "We have to do this all by the book, no shortcuts. Let's make this as you know absolutely legal and clean as you know is required," which they did, and they found out that Michael Flynn was the the mole the rat and so then they talked to um when when the transition was happening between trump and between obama and trump um which went pretty smoothly you know that it was cordial at least it appeared to be um apparently trump um obama told trump to not involve michael flynn in his cabinet not to make him national security advisor you know, just cut him out because Flynn is compromised and he's a rat. And the whole Obamagate is trying to say that Flynn was innocent Flynn, a patriot, if you listen to some news sources, um, <laughs> was compromised by the Russians. And so the Obama administration planted Flynn's, you know, compromisability and wanted the Obama or the Trump administration to use Flynn so then they could bring down the deep state could bring down the Trump administration but why would Obama um yeah this not is, use this is yeah. some circular logic that doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense right and so I and it's you know just it's Trump 101 he's creating content he's securing his base he's um creating distractions and because you know if you look at what's happening with our death tolls and our case count in america it's not good yeah no it's yeah it's very bad and so if you can even j just create this nonsensical obama gate yeah just anything just you know smoke and mirrors like uh he, he's just trying to deflect and keep people thinking about anything other than what they should actually be thinking about at this point. Right, and it's it's not even very well thought out because Obama is popular among moderates yeah. still. And so he's picking a fight with somebody who's more popular among the people that he has to win votes from. Um, his It's red meat for Trump's base, but they yeah. love him no matter what. So there's... The net gain is just distraction. It is It is a very, very uh, weird strategy on his part. <laughs> this, but this is what he knows to do, right? I mean, kind of yeah. like saying that you're taking uh, yeah. medicine for a disease you don't have that doesn't cure the disease. Yes. <laughs> just, I mean, it's all very bizarre. So, I mean, I think he's trying to, like, do a, a one-up with Biden to see who he can frame as most um, mentally unfit to take office. Who uh, Trump can say, okay, well, Biden's kind of crazy, but look at me. You know? So, I don't know. It's a bizarre strategy. I don't know. I think that poking Obama is like kind of poking the bear. I don't know. It didn't seem like Obama was too hot on the Biden candidacy, but like it seems like if you start like poking at him, maybe Obama's going to start getting out there and uh, pounding the ground a little bit more. And you know he will. And yeah. Obama's been, you know, very low-key recently. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Like... Very interesting, and then there's the whole like uh, Trump's not doing the portrait unveiling ceremony, uh, which so Obama's portrait won't be unveiled in the White House, which is like a standard thing that every happens all just so petty, <laughs> like. Uh, but 
hey, you know, that's why that's why the uh, the Trump administration is nothing but entertaining. So, uh, sadly, entertaining. Well, destructive, but yeah, destructive, also entertaining. but also entertaining. It's a car crash. Basically. Yeah, team content. Tr- team content. Uh, getting back, uh, well, I'll stay on a just. One, just because we always have to have our segment AOC in red, there was a story that fooled a bunch of uh, conservatives this week. Uh, a satire story went viral saying that AOC said that voting rights should be removed for anyone over the age of 65. And, and they're uh, gullible. And then I went to that liberal uh, <laughs> that liberal website, Snopes. <laughs> and, they, and it was just a source from a satire website, so... Hey, keep up the good work out there. Sharing those beams. Good uh, job, BabylonBee.com. Yeah. Uh, doing, doing a great job. Uh, getting back to the state for a minute uh, here. Uh, we have, uh, and something that we were talking about before the episode, uh, a lot of uh, entertainers are still having problems getting money uh, because of the broken unemployment system in the state of Oklahoma. Now, fortunately, you and I haven't had to use this system. Uh, but I did help uh, someone use this system the other day, and it is the most convoluted system I have ever seen in my life. It is absolutely the worst. At no point when you're applying for unemployment does it say anywhere that you need to submit a picture of your driver's license and social security card to the state unemployment office. Only if you go into the website and look at the facts, the frequently asked questions, does it tell you that you have to do that and where to send it. And it is literally a process. If you are someone that is not computer savvy or maybe not highly educated, this process to file for unemployment in the state of Oklahoma is probably going to take you an hour and a half. If you literally sat there and read everything and calculated everything out, it is a convoluted process to which our governor said that the problem was user error this week. And I'm going to say, yeah, it's user error because you have created a system specifically designed to keep people from getting what they're supposed to get. Yeah, it's user error because you, sir, are a crooked businessman. <laughs> you, man. sir. Uh, yeah, this is it's absolutely deplorable. If you try to use this unemployment website, it just does not work. Uh, it is hands down just absolutely positively designed to get people to give up the and, people that actually need help the most yeah because they, they they and there's a couple different things there's one spot where you put what you're going to get and you have to apply every single week for it you have to every single week go in and reapply so and I, I know some people out there might be like well who cares you have to go put it on a couple of it's not that you have to put in the work is that the work that you have to put in is so unclear of what you actually have to do to get your unemployment benefits. And it's, it's very, very uh, maddening that this is, then you're going to have the governor come out and blame user error on this, as opposed to the clear fact that they're trying to keep from people from getting their unemployment. Which goes hand in hand. I, you, you probably know that I think it's... Uh, See, 26th, today, tomorrow, 26th, right there, the 26th, the day after Memorial Day, uh, evictions start again in the state of Oklahoma. Happy Memorial Day weekend, Oklahoma. Yeah, enjoy. I know you haven't had a job for two months. Uh, now enjoy your eviction from your apartment. Like, this is just callous and unfeeling to a level that it doesn't need to be. 
or the status quo for the well, yeah, the status quo for the Oklahoma the Oklahoma GOP. But I mean, I, I don't know because it's obviously evictions are apparently done by the counties and not by the cities. I, I, I learned this, so like, so mayors can't really do anything about it. County commissioners can. County commissioners would have to be the ones that would step in and say that Tulsa County is not going to evict people uh, because it's it's a like so sheriff's departments are who serves uh, eviction notices and you go to the county courthouse not the city court so uh, this is just I mean there's going to be a lot of good people that are going to find themselves basically homeless next week Uh, so I I don't know if there's anything we can do about that uh, but it's just another sad reality of the times that we're living in we can vote differently we could vote differently well we we couldn't vote differently as a we as a collective we as a a state the royal we (laughs) All, all of us could vote a little bit differently in the state of Oklahoma, and maybe this wouldn't be such an issue. Um, so looking on, uh, we've, we've talked about some national stuff, we've talked about some local and state stuff. Uh, let's talk about something that uh, is a little bit near and dear to our hearts, which is, uh, and we'll, we'll sort of start wrapping up the show on this. The CDC published their guidelines for reopening schools in America. Now, Correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like Governor Stitt's directives has been follow the CDC guidelines, right? Somewhat. To the mo- for the most part. Like, it seems like that that's what they've relied on. He has not provided clear guidelines of yeah, his own. It seems like the default is just go with the CDC guidelines. Um, and the, then cook the data to say yeah, that you're in compliance. Yes, yeah, so, uh, I think it was Florida and Alabama they got... Uh, accused of cooking the books on the the testing and everything like that. Yeah. So, but uh, the big things that stand out in the CDC guidelines for schools reopening that's going to be a crazy new world if this is what has to happen for educators. The ones that stand out the most is that student desks need to be six feet apart from other student desks. Now, if you have a hard time visualizing that, I had a, I had some mathematician friends of mine figure out what this looks like. And what this looks like, if you factor in that a normal desk is about 24 to 26 inches wide and about 36 inches long, in order to separate desks out six feet apart from one another, to have what is a standard class size in Oklahoma, somewhere between 30 and 35 students, you would need a classroom somewhere between 240 or 2,400 square feet to 2,800 square feet. Now, I don't know about you guys, uh, that is bigger than my house. (laughs) That's bigger than a lot of people's houses. Now, there might be some affluent people out there that have much bigger homes, but that is a huge space for a normal classroom and just something that is absolutely unrealistic to implement and then on top of that all right well how are those kids going to get to school well a lot of you out there listening probably rode a bus to school what the what they have suggested is that you have one child per row and you have if you can one every other row on the bus so this takes buses down from anywhere (laughs) from like 65 to 20 yeah so basically like a bus is going to have 20 kids 
Like, so just send out the station wagon and have... Well, but then they sit too close. That's true. So the station wagon could only hold, like, one kid and one on the roof. Yeah, one kid and one on the roof. Shout out to Mitt Romney. Yeah. Uh, so the reality of this is uh, it's going to be a very, very weird... If These are the guidelines that we have to abide by. It's going to be a very, very weird school year moving forward. And the question is, will schools continue to follow CDC guidelines, which gives them legal coverage if they do, I would imagine. I'm not a legal scholar when it comes to schools. But if they don't follow those rules and there's an outbreak, I wonder if that leaves them open to litigation since the governing body of the CDC said don't do that. So I think the thing that we have to rely on here is the classic, uh, the classic understanding that federal law supersedes state law. Federal regulations supersede state regulations. Now, clearly, President Trump is probably not going to like be like, Oklahoma, you can't do this because the CDC said this. But where it would come into play is what you talked about, is a lawsuit. Yeah. Because if you are putting people at risk and you're not by following federal regulations, then, yeah, you are going to be subject to lawsuits. And one lawsuit can, you know, bankrupt a, a school district, a small school district especially, if they don't have the proper insurances in place and everything else. So I think what you're going to see is that districts are going to try to enforce these rules, and I just don't know what that's going to look like. And districts are in a truly impossible spot. I feel like, especially district leadership. Oh, yeah. Because the community, the base, especially in, you know, less bar, you know, TPS and um, OKCPS, most Oklahoma schools, their clientele are majority conservatives. I think that puts them in an impossible situation as um, administrators because they have to number one, keep kids safe, and number two, appease yeah. the their customers, which are the community. So, yeah, I, I don't know how they're going to do both. Yeah, it's going to, yeah, because, I mean, it, I, it, it's just, I don't think that there's any clear solution to it. I mean, there's, there's not a whole lot you can do. We've been in the distance learning business for a few months now and it wasn't working the way it was set up what that looks like in the future when realistically if you're familiar with the Tulsa area you can go to a town like Coweta. Coweta has I believe uh, only somewhere around 60% internet coverage in that town you go to a town like Manford uh, Manford has 30% internet coverage like distance learning doesn't work without internet well, even the TPS, which is, you know, the second most urban district in the state, they're spending 500000 just for the summer to get to provide hotspots for all the kids. Yeah, I, I know a, I had a friend message me about what they've been doing down in some of the southern Texas towns. They've been spending money to drive in these mobile uh, hotspots. Uh, it's just there's not a clear solution. It's going to be a really, really weird time moving forward see what happens uh, because the same thing so the Oklahoma State the Oklahoma Congress they pass legislation to absolve private businesses from legislation they can't do that for school for litigation for lit yeah, for, yeah. For, for, for litigation against them because 
A school is a government agency. Entity. The yeah. government can't absolve itself from having <laughs> from the law. Right. <laughs> like that is then a dictatorship. <laughs> so uh, so it's going to be an interesting uh, world moving forward uh, and see what happens in the world of education as we as we march forward. But you know, uh, it's going to continue to be very, very uh, tenuous, and uh, we're fast, quickly approaching. This is a holiday weekend. It's another potential for mass spreading this weekend at lakes, parks, where have whatever you have, you know, going on. Uh, so be safe. You know, keep with your family. Keep with your, you know, limit the number of people. Socially distance. All that fun stuff. No party barges. No. <laughs> No party barges unless you just just your family, you know. Uh, but uh, yeah, so all right. As we wrap up here, Daniel, you got anything uh, pressing you want to tell the fine people out there? Um, not really. Just be patient with people who have to make impossible decisions. I I, I think I mentioned this last week, but you know, gig workers, bar owners, yeah, um, those people. You know, they may you know be completely against opening up because they believe in science and they also believe in paying their rent so it's a really tough situation um don't be a karen at the store though and refuse to wear a mask uh yes now i know that we're not supposed to use the word karen i know it's derogatory we're not supposed to use that word anymore it's, it's a problematic word now karen uh, but don't, yeah, be yeah, karen. don't be a karen uh yeah just wear your mask don't realize that everybody's a little stressed out like don't take a placard off a table because you want to sit closer to the door or something uh you know sit where the restaurants want you to sit if they're having people sitting inside uh just don't do that i i, I hope that if you're listening to this show we don't have to tell you that right but uh i guess uh i'm gonna, I'm gonna charge every red state blues listener to go out there and share a liberal meme how about that go share a liberal meme and all that fun stuff now we're going to uh, we we do have a special guest here to, to end the show. Are they ready? Uh, I, I think they're ready. Uh, I, I I don't know if they're ready or not. Uh, Brandon, are you ready over there? Are you ready, Brandon? Yeah, I'm getting ready over here. <laughs> this is uh, improv at its greatest. <laughs> just so you know, this is the type of great improv that Soundstooth brings you. That's what they're known for. It is. It is kind of what they're known for. <laughs> um, but uh, here is uh, here is our, our boy Brandon Boyd. He's going to sing one of his uh, big hits. <laughs> and Brandon Boyd is obviously the lead singer of Incubus, <laughs> who for some reason is on the podcast. Thank you guys for listening to Red State Blues. We appreciate you. We love you, Elon. We Come love to you. Tulsa. Tulsa Elon. Tesla Tulsa. Tesla Tulsa. Tulsa. Tulsa.